welcome to the Tune In with Marcy podcast, where we always know that being you takes so much courage. Where you're joined by me, host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, every week for eye-opening, deep, real talk conversations on connecting to our intuition, personal power, the universe, and creating authentic relationships with each other. I want you to get ready for practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning questions. You know what they are that keep keeping you up at night. Whether you're struggling with overcoming fear to follow your life's passion, or you're experiencing Groundhog Day with repeating unhealthy patterns, this podcast is for you, sensitive soul. So get ready to live your truth. A quick note. This podcast sometimes has adult language because these are adult conversations. So plan accordingly, whether that means turning it off when kids are around or using your earbuds and earphones. Now on to this week's episode. I can't wait for you to listen. Hello, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm really, really grateful that you're here today. It's been such an honor to circle with you every single two weeks, virtually, if you tune into the show regularly. And if it's your first time, welcome. I have been really enjoying this because I love the opportunity to share some of the most important teachings about tuning into ourselves and to each other and our wider world around us that have honestly changed my life. And I've had the opportunity to support change in the lives of thousands of others. So I know there are a lot of ways that you could spend your time right now (laughs) because we're all hashtag busy. (laughs) So thank you for trusting me with this precious resource called your time. And I really hope that this podcast episode is just what the soul doctor ordered. I am recording this today from the coziness of coziness of my, my room, my bedroom. I've got like lots of blankets and layers and it feels really good. I, I normally record this in my office. I just wanted a comfier space today to record And I'm recording at an unusual time at the very, very, very end of my day um, because of lots of scheduling stuff that happened. So who knows? Maybe this will be my new new thing. But I wanted to do this to just feel comfortable. And I thought, you know, maybe it'll feel even more cozy. So you're kind of like virtually joining me in my super cozy place where I do lots of reflection. So we are halfway through a series of episodes that have been exploring the shadow, shadow work, and shadow integration, how we can really work with our shadow, the unconscious and subconscious parts of ourselves. Last time we explored how working with our shadow and integrating these parts of ourselves support us to ground our intuition and to avoid the common trap of spiritual bypassing on a path of spiritual and personal growth. If you missed that episode, it's episode number 10. This week, 
I want to explore the important topic of the ancient pieces of our shadow, and that would be past lives and ancestral wounds, traumas, whatever has been healed and basically gets passed down in the generations. So first off, I want to say, regardless of whether you believe in past lives or ancestral wounding, I'd love to invite you to be open as you're listening today to the possibility that there could be past lives and that unhealed wounds of our ancestors maybe do shape our present day thoughts, behaviors, and actions. For example, did you know that there was a 2013 study about biological transmission of trauma completed by researchers in Jerusalem, and they discovered that children, grandchildren, and recent descendants of Holocaust survivors are prone to depression, anxiety, and nightmares. And they found this kind of their sense of being prone to depression, anxiety, and nightmares, that it was tied to a biological marker in their chromosomes. And it was absent from those that were not descended from Holocaust survivors. I find that fascinating. So this means that they actually found markers in their DNA and that they were seeing a correlation to those markers. Another interesting piece to share right now is that, did you know that the University of Virginia's School of Medicine actually has a department of perceptual studies? This department is so cool, by the way. (laughs) And it's even, I think it's even cooler that it's like, it's in a school of medicine of all places. So they have a department of perceptual studies that is conducting groundbreaking research on children who report memories of past lives. In other words, there's some really amazing science and research right now bringing data to these very old ideas and theories. And I think that's amazing that we're starting <clears throat> to have like science and research catch up with what a lot of, you know, traditions, spiritual traditions and paths have been saying for years. So, so I say all that to say, while you spend time listening to this episode today, if you can let go of your previous notions and try on the idea for size that maybe past lives and ancestral runes could be a real thing. And if after you listen to this episode, you're still curious, then I encourage you to keep that curiosity open and do some of the, you know, follow through on some of the suggestions I share at the end of the episode and explore what your own personal truths are around these topics. And if not, you get to the end of this episode and you're like, nah, I still don't think so. That's cool too. That's totally fine. I know that regardless of where you stand, I feel pretty confident that you'll take something away from today's episode that will be of great service to you. What are past lives? Past lives is the notion, the idea that our life force, energy, soul, and essence, whatever you want to call it, does not disappear and nor end at death. Rather, it reincarnates to start another life. This may mean that you were a person of, for example, different gender identity, ethnicity, class, career in a past lifetime. 
And in some expressions of yogic philosophy, it's not just that we reincarnate in the human form, but rather that each of us reincarnates and experiences actually every single form of life throughout our reincarnations. This means that perhaps at one point you were a bird and another point you were a tree, even a bacteria, and in another lifetime that you were born on an entirely different continent. The belief is that over time, each soul gets to experience the infinite experiences of life. And I find this idea pretty fascinating. But to be honest, for a long time, I did not believe in past lives. And mainly, I would say upon reflection that I recognize that this is because I never had really been exposed to the idea. Not when I was younger. And so I didn't really get exposed to the idea until much later when I started to study Buddhism and I started to study yoga. And even when I came in contact with this idea, because I hadn't had a direct experience with past lives at that time, I I wondered like, how could past lives exist if I never even sensed them in the first place? So it was really interesting. And I did have some friends along the way that I made who grew up in a culture, in a society, in a family where past lives was considered valid. And therefore this concept was seamless in their life. It was kind of like self-evident. It was understood. But for me, it was really a stretch because it was nothing that had been introduced to me when I was growing up or even a possibility. But my skepticism really blew up when I started doing client work. And when I started doing client work, if you don't know about my history, my story, I really kind of dove into my client work initially from a place of traditional life coaching because it felt safe. But what's interesting, and I was like trying to avoid this intuitive thing, to be honest, um, but clearly intuition is, is, is the center of who I am and it's my jam and, and I own it now. But for a long time, I was trying to avoid it. And what's interesting is that as I tried to avoid it, intuition and more of the kind of spiritual metaphysical way of life, the interconnection between the human and spirit just kept showing up in my client work. And in one of the ways that it started showing up was that one day I found myself working with a client who seemed to be describing another lifetime. Now, gratefully I had that framework that that could be a, that could be a thing. Not necessarily that I I had no idea that it could show up in client sessions, but I knew that past lives was a concept at that point when this happened to me. So as I continued to guide them through the process, which I understand now I was using my intuition to guide me there was this recognition that as they were describing what they were experiencing, which I normally would have understood in other experiences as somebody, a client of mine, you know, uh, popping into some of their earlier adult, adolescent, childhood experiences. In fact, in this situation, the gender identity was different than who they were today. The time period seemed different. 
and their sense of what was around them was not familiar, not familiar. And they described the images that were coming to them. So as this continued to happen, I got really curious and I followed my intuition and it led us to do some, what I now understand is past life healing work. I did some past life healing work to resolve some loose strings and create completion around that past life. And at the end of the session, my client was really exhausted and also kind of relieved. Somehow this unexpected experience of this past life made everything make sense to them around a sticky pattern that she had been trying to shift for a really long time. And I guess in my mind, I was like, well, maybe this is a past life or maybe this is, this is just like some way her brain's trying to make sense of something, but it's kind of unusual. So I let it go. I figured, well, let's just see what happens. And to my surprise, as the weeks went on, the grip of this long-standing pattern that this person had been trying to shift for a long time actually started to soften and then fall away. And I was shocked. So from that point forward, whenever I had a client that had a sticky pattern that we couldn't seem to budge, I knew something else was running underneath the surface. And to my surprise, time and time again, often a past life is what popped up and was involved. At the same time, I also started having my own experiences with my past lives and also releasing some long-standing patterns. So I was like, okay, I think there's something to this past life thing. This is kind of bizarre and cool and bizarre and don't even know what to think about this. After several years of this personal and professional like past life work and experiences, I was teaching a yoga teacher training and a trainee asked me if I'd ever heard of Brian Weiss and his book, Many Lives, Many Masters. And I hadn't. I think at some point they were asking me in, in the training about whether I believed in past lives. And I said, well, actually, uh, I used to not, but I do now. I've had some direct experiences with them and I actually do past life healing work and my client work. So, you know, later, next time I see her at this session, she gifts me this book, Many Lives, Many Masters. And when I opened it and I started reading it, I was completely blown away to discover that this professional, like super experienced psychiatrist, psychiatrist of all people, had a similar experience with his patients, like popping into past lives under hypnosis. So when I found Brian Weiss's book and I read it, it was for me like the final validation piece that I needed to know that without a doubt, there's something real about the idea of past lives. There's something there. But lately, over the last few years, I've started not to consider them so much as in the past, but consider the possibility that maybe they are actually parallel lives. So without getting too much into the science of it, in brief, there are some scientific theories that suggest that there is a multiverse and parallel universes. And these theories Scientists are studying the possibility that there can be multiple quote-unquote yous in other parallel universes. And if you pair this with the idea that, like Einstein said, time is relative, in other words, 
what you get with potentially parallel universe or multiverses where there's multiple U's and then time is relative, then things start to get really interesting. And in this scenario, the past life, perhaps that has an unhealed wound is actually a parallel life. And that's why perhaps it has a present day impact on us because it's not just in the past, but it's kind of in the present. If you're following me, you know, time, relative, parallel, you got it. (laughs) So the cool thing is, is that I do believe we actually can access these lives and we can change them. And when we access them and they change them, we access them and we heal them. We access them and we address them. They can have these really amazing ripple effects on releasing us from longstanding sticky patterns, which is why I loved Brian Weiss's book, because there were these clients that had come to him that were stuck and they were, you know, they had tried a lot of different therapies. They couldn't get, you know, the the specific client that he journeys with in this book, like she had tried a lot of things and nothing had shifted. It wasn't until she started doing past life work that things started shifting for her. So um, I had the same experience. And so that plus these theories, I think is really interesting given that we can access them. Regardless, whether they're past or parallel, why do I tell you this besides the fact that it's really fucking cool? Um... Because if you roll with the idea that maybe there are past lives or even parallel lives, I'm just going to keep calling it past lives just for ease. Then it's possible that these ancient past lives of our shadow, these ancient pasts of our shadow, or unconscious and subconscious, are part of the present day drivers of our automatic thoughts, actions, behaviors, and perceptions. That means that the moments we get triggered can be a mix of not just our unresolved anger from a few months ago, or even unresolved anger from our childhood or adolescence, which is like some of the other things I talked about in earlier episodes in this series, but also maybe some unresolved anger from a past life where you were, for example, unjustly wronged. Interesting, huh? So let's talk about some examples to make this concrete. Here's a couple ways that I've seen past life show up in my actual client work. These are actual examples. So a client who who was struggling to find love and the quote unquote one realizes that the person she's been looking for is actually from a past life. Like she's had this sense her whole life that she's looking for the one. She's looking for someone. And it doesn't just feel like a, um, it doesn't just feel like the metaphorical quote, quote unquote, romantic idea of the one, but she, like, she's literally looking for a person that she just couldn't let go of. So through our work together, she realized that in this lifetime, this person that she had a connection to from a past lifetime, this lifetime, they're not meant to be together. So we took these steps to kind of close this psychic window and kind of like say thank you and goodbye and kind of release this dynamic. A few weeks later, she gets a message from someone that she's been friends with for a long time. 
and she decides to meet up with him and they realize that there are maybe some romantic possibilities between them that they hadn't really realized before. Oh, there's this like interesting romantic connection. And then they started dating. So here's a person that goes from like really, really struggling to, um, be in relationship, date, etc. to a place of realizing that what was holding her back was like this unresolved search for this other person and going through a process to recognize that, that this is from past life, this lifetime they reincarnated, they're, they're not meant to be together. Okay, another one is Clay who felt called to a career change and, and holds, wanted to hold space for others for their healing and empowering conversations. I work with um, <clears throat> a lot of healers, work with a lot of people in the healing arts who transition out of different careers and move into the healing arts. This specific client was struggling to trust herself and was feeling consumed by fear about the idea of leaping, like leaving the job that she was in. And through our work together, we discovered that she had a past life where she belonged to a healing lineage and her affiliation resulted in a lot of persecution. So she was afraid, like what, you know, what's going to, at some kind of unconscious level, there was like a part of her that was saying, this is not safe to do this. It's not safe to, to step into this field again. It's not safe to, safe to step into the healing arts again. Um, by the way, if you're a healer, you feel called towards healing, you're drawn to the healing arts, you likely have a past life like that. <laughs> Most of us who are, in, who are feeling drawn towards that kind of work do. And <clears throat> it really can, can hold us back from stepping into allowing our gifts to, to serve in this lifetime. So with this client, we had to really address this former life and really recall these pieces of herself that honestly were frozen in this ancient fear so she could move forward and follow through on this calling in this life to step into holding healing space for others, which she did. And the last one is an interesting one, which was a client with, that I had with an affinity for stars and space in her, her life. She had this affinity for stars and space her entire life. And in a session, one time we did uh, exploration into a past life. And the past life that came up was that she was a healer that worked with herbs and worked with herbs according to where the stars were. This, I mean, this sounded fascinating to me. I was not, I currently am, am studying herbalism at the time. Herbalism was like not on my radar at all. And, uh, we, we got the, um, we got, we got the, the language. I think it was, we got the actual language, which was medical astrology. I had never heard of this before. Um, <clears throat> and we discovered that it was a real field, <laughs> which I had never known a field that neither she nor I had heard of at that time. And, and then now I've later come to recognize now as I got guided onto the path of studying herbalism. And that was just, I mean, that's just fascinating to have someone who has no exposure to a field, um, recall a lifetime where they were practicing this field and to describe in detail. And now, you know, I don't, I, I don't know a lot about medical astrology. I've just been slowly learning like bits and pieces here and there. And I just find it 
fascinating because as I think back to the conversations and the session with her, it, it tracks completely with what she saw and described. So past lives can really inform these unusual callings and affinities we have. Like the last person I spoke about, the client that was feeling like this feels like this affinity for um, the stars and space that we cannot really connect to our family. You know, like maybe we have these affinities that we can't connect to our families, you know, and that was the case for me. I felt called to be a healer, but I don't have any living examples or affinities in my family towards the healing arts. They can also inform strengths and natural propensities we have for talents. You can think of like the child who is a deeply talented artist, musician, or dancer from a very young age. They can also inform our shortcomings, like intense fear we feel about being judged, speaking our truth, or stepping into the spotlight to share our work with the world, like some of the clients I've had over the years who have had past life connections to the infamous, you know, like witch trials. A lot of healers I know have, have had these past lives where they were persecuted for their gifts. And so it doesn't, there's like a part of them that's not sure it's actually safe to do it, to do their gifts, to allow their abilities in this lifetime either. But here's the thing. Sometimes it's not just a past life or it's not a past life at all that's tripping us up. Sometimes the shadowy parts of us that hold us back or keep us stuck are actually unaddressed wounds and traumas from our ancestors. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I just wanted to pop in and share some really exciting news. After having my books closed for several months over the last couple months, I've officially reopened my books for one-on-one work for 2020. So this means that I'm available to take on a few additional one-on-one clients to do deep dive shadow work and integration, intuitive healing work and some spiritual mentoring for people who are in the healing arts and are within the first one to three years of their business. So if you're curious to dive into your past lives or ancestral patterns, I weave both of these areas into my one-on-one client work. The way it works is that you just go to my website, marcymoberg.com, and you click the link, schedule a consultation button on my homepage. And we hop on the phone and we spend about 30 minutes chatting. It's a complimentary consultation. We get to know each other a little bit more and we see, you know, are we a good match? Do we both agree that we're a good match for one-on-one work? That's really important because I'm not the intuitive coach and healer for everyone. But if you're listening to this podcast, if you are passionate about taking responsibility for your own life, your own actions, for your own healing, if you've done some healing work in your past, and if you tend to be a sensitive soul, I think you probably are a good match. So I'd love for you to head on over to my website, Marcy Moberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B as in boy, E-R-G as in George.com after this episode, 
book a complimentary consultation and make sure to do so before my schedule books back up again. I really, really look forward to chatting with you and to serving you and and helping you heal these past lives, these ancestral patterns, and integrate some more pieces of your shadow so that it's really so much more easeful to connect to your intuition and to really trust yourself. Okay, so with that, let's get back to this week's episode. What about unhealed wounding from our ancestors? There is growing research in the field of psychology around a theory of transgenerational or intergenerational trauma. This theory suggests that trauma can be transferred between generations. Again, this idea is that trauma can be transferred between generations. So early thinking was that the transference of trauma from a parent to a child was the result of their parenting behavior, how they raised their child. And now researchers are including the understanding that trauma may also be passed down through genetics. Remember what I mentioned earlier in this episode about the 2013 study where descendants of Holocaust survivors were experiencing higher rates of depression? So that's a perfect example of that. Researchers are also exploring transgenerational trauma in descendants of slaves, the impact of war on generations of refugees, and intergenerational trauma of Native Americans after the occupation of the United States. So fascinating research that's starting to come out about these pieces I'm and in these connections. I'm, I'm really happy to see this kind of research slowly coming to the surface and being undertaken. I think it's so important. Outside of the research, I, I've seen transgenerational, intergenerational trauma show up in my clients' work and also in my own life. And this looks like people and families suffering from sexual or physical abuse over and over and over again, down the generations until someone finally addresses and heals the pattern. Patterns of addiction that continue over and over and over again, I think are another really profound example of unhealed transgenerational, intergenerational trauma. That's how it can show up. Also patterns of fear, like fear of water or intense fear of public speaking or a really difficult time asking for what we need. Sometimes even these like obvious examples, like I said before around like sexual or physical abuse, all the way to maybe more subtle fears, like a really intense fear around public speaking can be traced back in the generations to a moment where one of our ancestors, for example, almost drowned or where they were persecuted for speaking their truth or where, for example, people socialized as women were taught that their needs were not important. These underlying traumas and also these subtle woundings that can happen if they're strong, they impact the person enough, I believe that they can be transmitted down the line. And I find that these ancestral traumas and patterns can sometimes be traced to living ancestors. And sometimes they go way, 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 way back to ancestors that we've 
never met in our lifetime. So what do we do about these potential past lives and ancestral patterns that are shaping our reality? First, we need to take the first step of all shadow work, I would say, which is we need to bring into awareness these potential shadow pieces. So we need to bring them from an unconscious and subconscious level into a more conscious level, recognizing that they're there. We need to, for example, one way that we can do that is notice which repeating limiting beliefs and behaviors you can't seem to track directly to your early childhood. You just, you don't know where they came from. You can't seem to track them. If you've already done a lot of inner work with a therapist or a healer or other practitioner on your early childhood experiences, P.S. And when I mean like by doing a lot of work, I'm talking about years of therapy. I think I talked about this in another episode, but sometimes these days everyone seems so impatient and wants healing and growth to go really fast. And we just can't rush our healing. So in this context, I'm talking about if you've done a lot of inner work with some practitioners, you've, you've done, you've kind of worked through the layers for years of your childhood experiences, you have gone back and you've healed any traumas related to that. And you're still having some patterns that aren't quite budging. There might be some additional past life or ancestral patterns in your shadow that are compounding it and that are underneath the surface that are playing out. Another recommendation I have to you to start exploring these dynamics of past lives and ancestral patterns is to reflect back on your relatives that have passed and consider if you notice any of your own limiting beliefs and patterns showing up, your, any, any of your own limiting beliefs and behaviors showing up in your relatives from the past. So for example, in your grandmother, your grandfather, your great aunts, your uncles, what about your great grandparents? Do you notice any of the limiting beliefs and patterns, behaviors that you notice in yourself? Do you notice them showing up in any of those generations? Now, if you have a healthy relationship and lines of communication open with your family members where you can share in a safe way, this means that you can share with people and you can trust that they will be able to actually receive your sharing. That's important. Don't just share with family in general. Never a good idea. (laughs) They're some of the most difficult people to share with. But if you've created safe, healthy dynamics of communication, then sometimes it can be really powerful to share what limiting beliefs and patterns you are starting to explore and then ask them if they, or if, if anyone they know in the family, if there's others in the family who also struggle with those patterns, that can be really, really powerful to be able to connect the dots and recognize, oh, this is not just my pattern from perhaps my childhood or my social conditioning, my experiences in life. But maybe this is actually a pattern that's passed down. This is a pattern that I have that I share with my father, that I share with my father's grandma, uh, my father's mother, my my great-grandmother. Maybe this is a pattern that's kind of longer standing and that's an important string to connect. Um above all, 
If you're really looking to dive into past lives for healing or ancestral patterns, I really do recommend working with a professional who has that expertise and skill set because they can really guide you safely through that exploration and hold space for you so you can really let go and, and soften in a way to open up to this ancient information that's literally, I believe, living in all of our cells. We have this information embedded inside of us. And in relationship to past lives, if you're wondering if past lives are at, at, at work for you, I recommend ruling out the family piece first, because a lot of times, you know, what comes to us, it's kind of like, I like to suggest a couple layers. I like to suggest that we rule out early childhood experiences and adolescence. So any of your like this lifetime wounding that's unresolved, you kind of rule that out. And then you kind of look at, okay, well, what about family, greater family dynamics? Is this an ancestral pattern? Is this an intergenerational, transgenerational pattern? Is this an intergenerational, transgenerational trauma that's been passed down? You kind of look at that. If those pieces seem to be clearly addressed in the sense that there's not really a route connected to those, to, to what's there, then you might want to look at a past life experience. Or if you just have a really strong hunch that there might be a past life at play, I think it's worth potentially exploring and trusting that hunch. And I think the easiest way, most supportive way to do that is with a professional because, you know, we can kind of play tricks on ourselves sometimes and it can be helpful to have a, a, a third party facilitating the process. I also just find that we are able to open up in a different way when someone's holding space for us rather than us having to be the one that's both opening up and directing our own process. So yeah, that's my two cents. And, and as I mentioned in the break, I, I do incorporate past life and ancestral healing work in my one-on-one -on -one work. So if you do resonate with my podcast, you do resonate with my work, I'd love to support you. Um, again, you can check out my information on my website, book a complimentary consultation. I work with only a limited number of clients at a time on purpose so that I can really give a lot of support and presence and energy so if you're feeling the call to explore that work, make sure to schedule some time with me before I'm booked up or find another professional that you feel really aligned with and supported. That's important. You want to really find someone that you feel like is a, a match. Um, regardless of that, if you're looking for other resources, again, I, especially around past lives, I really recommend you read the book. Um, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, Brian Weiss's um, Many Lives, Many Masters, awesome book. It's just fascinating read. And um, you can also check out the work of Daniel Four, who has some ancestral um, work about ancestral writings and healings and, and, and um, kind of ancestry work. He's another great resource. But in the meantime, however you start your exploration into the penitential for past lives or ancestral influences on your shadow, I really recommend you start with a focus on one pattern. I can't emphasize that enough. So often we want to kind of bite off more than we can chew and start with one pattern. So like choose one pattern that you want to be curious about. 
choose one pattern that you've ruled out and you recognize, okay, as far as I can tell, based on the inner work I've done to date, I don't see this connected to a childlike uh, childhood pattern and or I've done work around the childhood pattern piece of it and I feel like there is more and then from there you could explore these questions that I've talked about before around you know do you notice this in your ancestry line do you notice this pattern there or could it potentially be a past life connection also don't choose the hardest pattern like don't choose the hardest pattern some of us are kind of like a glutton for punishment on our inner healing work don't do that. Be loving and gentle to yourself and choose a pattern that feels doable. Maybe like a little bit of a stretch outside of your comfort zone. That's my recommendation for you. And that just sets you up for success. Focusing on understanding one pattern empowers you to go deep. It empowers you to take on the potential for change and that is both doable and not overwhelming. All right, so I hope that you've enjoyed this rich conversation on the topics of past lives and ancestral patterns. Next time, I'll be answering some listener and frequently asked questions about the shadow. To complete this series, uh, focus on the shadow and shadow work. If you have a question related to the shadow and shadow work, I would love to answer them for you on this next upcoming episode. You can still submit your question for that. You go to Marcy Moberg forward slash podcast. And you scroll to the bottom of the page and you click submit your questions. And if you don't have a question about shadow work, but you have another topic that you'd love for me to cover on the podcast, or you have another question, you can also submit them there. I would love that. I super love that. (laughs) And if you aren't already on my newsletter list, make sure to sign up on my website. You'll get a free gift lesson on intuition And that way you'll never miss a future episode of the podcast when it goes live and you'll stay up to date with my latest musings and offerings. And you'll get to receive an exciting announcement that I have coming soon about an opportunity to learn how to do some shadow work for me and be introductory course on shadow work for sensitives specifically. I'm designing a course specifically for highly sensitive people and empaths who really have like those of us that are highly sensitive people in our empaths, we have different needs when it comes to shadow work than the other 80% of the population. And sometimes shadow work can be, I find, really overwhelming for sensitives. So there's a way to do this very deep inner work in a way that honors and supports our nervous system along the way and our sensitive system along the way. So you definitely don't want to miss that. You can make sure to know when I open the course for enrollment by joining my newsletter at marcymober.com. You'll see a little block there, or there's a little pop-up, a little newsletter block where you can fill in your email or a pop-up where you can just um, enter in your email and then, yeah, you won't miss it out. So that's all for this week with Tune In with Marcy. I'll see you again in two weeks. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Much love if you enjoyed this episode make sure to pop on over to Apple Podcasts, give a five-star review, and please share this episode with other people who would love it. That gives the opportunity for more people to benefit from this offering, and that's really what I want. And then we're, we're helping each other. You're helping me serve other people and fulfill my purpose, and you're also sharing 
a wonderful resource and supporting your loved ones. So enjoy your day wherever you are. And thank you again for tuning in. Much love. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Thank you.